Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Top Flight Time Machine are going to be going on tour in early November. You will experience physical movement and emotional movement and so much more from both of us bowel movement maybe there'll be a little bit of bowel movement i can't promise it but if that's what you're looking for we can make it happen probably it won't be uh one of those things where a podcast episode is recorded in a theater fuck that this is a proper show with um songs and dancing and um high moments of uh exhilaration so come along. Let's just quickly tell you where we're going to be. Uh, the 1st of November, we're in Brighton. 2nd of November, we're in um, Nottingham. The 3rd, we're in Leeds. The 5th, we're in Manchester. The 7th, we're in Glasgow. The 8th, we're in Newcastle. The 9th, we're in Birmingham. And the 10th, we're in London. <gasps> the capital. Mm, what a uh, It's going to be good. I think there's a few tickets left at most venues. Yep. It's uh, going to be really exciting. It's called the Velvet Drain Bike Tour. It's going to be better than the last one, yeah. which is saying something, because the last one was fucking amazing. Ask anyone who yeah. went. But this one, whoa, it's going to knock your cock off. Or if you're a lady, it will knock off your boobs. Go to tftimemachine.com slash live shows to have a look at where you get tickets from. There'll also be a chance to interact with us in an official capacity while we're on stage, not after the show. In a very limited capacity. Come along, you'll love it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Um, busy weekend for both of us, I think, because you've been on the, uh, the the nation's railways. I've been on the nation's railways. We've mm. been living out loud, out and about. I was in Edinburgh yesterday, Sam. Spreading our wings. I saw your trip to a remarkable museum. Well, this is the thing. I can't remember which episode it was in. It might have been an IFS one last week where I was calling for um, a national museum. Yes, because we've got the national history, the national history museum, or the natural history museum, whatever it's called in yeah. London. Yeah, the science museum, and I, I just mm. wanted one under the under British one roof. museum, like British museum. That's yeah. the one with the mummies. We want one that's called the national museum that brings everything mm. under one roof. Scotland's fucking got one. They've got one in Edinburgh, and I was in it yesterday. And I swear to God, it, to do the whole thing properly would have took about eight hours. It is wow. enormous. Wow. It's vast. It's got animals. It's mm. got um, stuffed animals, s- science, yes, yeah, stuffed animals, not roaming yeah. animals, stuffed animals. But in a way, that's better than going to a zoo because you're guaranteed to see them. Sometimes what you go to a zoo and a it's museum like, as opposed to a theme park or zoo, and those are the three giants of like day trips, aren't they? Yeah. And the key difference is everything in a museum has to be static. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe museum was an ancient Greek word meaning still. 
was it? Mm. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. So uh, things about science, uh, things about... There were some racing cars, there were some aeroplanes, there were some old telephones, there was lots of uh, costumes. So you've got an element of, like, the V&A there as well. Yeah. Loads of old costumes yeah. from around the world. Fucking everything. Get yourself Bloody to Edinburgh. Yeah. Get into the National Museum of Scotland and get yourself lost in it's a world of like learning It's almost like a museum wonder. best of. Yeah. It's like a best of yeah. museum. It's like if, if you could have a museum... It was like a crust between a museum and a shopping mall. Mm. It's fucking enormous. And yeah. even on the top floor, which not many people go up to because it's really high up, they've got busts of historical figures. And you can go up and have a chat with them if you want because it's quite quiet. Was there anything there. about Volchek the Bear there? Uh, I didn't see anything about that. No, Wasn't sorry. he at Edinburgh? He's Edinburgh. He's an Edinburgh lad, isn't he? He was on the outskirts of Edinburgh, Dunbar, I think. That's what the oh, okay. statue is near Dunbar of Volchek. Um, I could the, the train went through Dunbar. I could have got off and went for a look for him, but uh, maybe I'll do that another day. Maybe I'll just drive up and see him. So, wow, yeah, incredible stuff at the museum of. Um, and I've got a, a piece of out, content. Mate. I've got a piece of content that I've unfurled there. I know that I posted some pictures on Instagram and, and Twitter, but there's an extra piece which I'm going to write up for the IFS Turbo a bit later on today at the museum, and it's to do with the greatest coffin. I've ever seen. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Given you any ideas for your own coffin? I know we've yes, spoken yes, about our funerals yes, extensively. Yes, completely. Yeah. Brilliant. So that was uh, that was Edinburgh yesterday, and Edinburgh's very big, and it takes a lot of walking, and I'm quite knackered now. I think I did about 400,000 steps. But lovely, lovely walk, though, isn't it? Lovely all the little city. winding secret pathways and yeah. staircases in, in Edinburgh. Yeah, it's so many years since I've been up there and explored it properly and I just fell in love with the city all over again and I'd quite like to live there now. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a lovely place. So um, that was my day yesterday. And uh, you went to Merseyside? I went to Park. I went to Merseyside and had a great day out. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, just a pleasant... It was one of those days where it was... Um, an away day where everything just goes smoothly. Like, nice. you know, like usually in the old days, but I suppose in the old days I was drinking heavily and that was the sort of defining feature of my away days. Yeah. And then this time I wasn't, although my companion was mm. uh, reasonably heavily, not excessive. I mean, yeah. he had four Stellas, Steady. four large Stellas on the trip up. Good. Like breakfast Stellas. Um but, um, what, you know, what time was that? What time did you head off? Well, we got. We were so organised, so uncharacteristic un- un- for me that we actually got to Euston Station an hour earlier than mm. we were planning on, because um, we'd built in so much time for potential pitfalls, Sunday travel problems, etc. That we yeah. thought, fuck it, we had a off-peak ticket, so we thought, oh, we'll just get the earlier train. So we yeah. were on a train at quarter past eight. Um, I think he. I think he sparked his first can at half eight. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's... And, but on the, on the first, we'd got a tube to Euston and yeah. a geezer had got on the tube. Um, black guy, about our age, long black overcoat, black mm. flat cap, black suit, black tie, single black tear tattooed just at the corner of one eye. Hello. So, yeah. and black briefcase. 
So obviously, I'm straight away thinking, this is interesting. Uh, this bloke looks like quite a character. I wonder mm. what's going to happen next. Well, what happened next was, remember this is, yeah, about 8am, maybe a bit before. He, my, me and my mate were sitting on opposite sides of the carriage. So we were facing each other and sort of mm. leaning forward, having a conversation, right? Uh, both with our masks on. Uh, probably the only cunts in the carriage with masks on, by the way. Um, Similarly, this for us man yesterday, yeah. with the tear tattooed on his face, which side note, I believe is you have a tear for each person you've killed, but I might be wrong about that. Is that something that you've heard? I heard that you had a that, tattoo of that, a tear that, to that vaguely rings a bell, I think. Yeah, yeah, so it feels the first right. thing I'm thinking is this right. man lo- no. looks, I mean, he looks sensational, but also is he a murderer? Looks mm. probable. Keep an eye out, right? Yeah. Just keep your wits about you. He could be a murderer. So, and someone who is not a remorseful murderer, someone who advertises no. his kills. No. Not not someone who you, you might describe as a retired murderer. No, no, he advertises his kills. Very much active permanently. in the murdering business, yeah. So while we're leaning forward, I've got half an eye on him, you know, using my SAS training. Always be aware of the parameters, right? Never far, Never far from the forefront with you, that is it. No. Although my mate, who I was with, he's a bit competitive about my SAS connections because he reckons that when he was living abroad, he had an SAS mate as well, which is really irritating. I mean, we've known each other since nursery school, so there's that level of competitiveness you can only have either with siblings or very old friends. Mm -hmm. So I can't talk about my best friend, Chris Ryan, without him bringing up a guy he claims is called Johnny Bang Bang. Sounds made up, right? Yeah. But it's like that, it's like that thing, I've got a girlfriend that goes to a different school, you wouldn't know her. It's exactly like that. This- <laughs> yeah, well, I've got an assistant, he's called Johnny <laughs> Bang Bang. Yeah, he's right. in a different Fucking regiment, Johnny you wouldn't Bang know Bang. him. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Foreign Legion now. Anyway, <laughs> so we're both using RSAS uh, training. And uh, anyway, fucking, I get a, um, suddenly I see matey boy with the tear, Blowing a kiss, blowing a kiss, right? Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, who's he blowing this kiss at? So I thought, if he's blowing a kiss at a lady on a train, then unfortunately, despite the fact that he is an, a remorseless killer, we are going to have to get involved in this situation, right? Mm. Um, but then I thought, I looked, and I followed the direction of his blown kisses, and it was empty. He was blowing it into a void. So I thought, that's strange. Was it and then ghost? I thought... Maybe I thought he was blowing it at my mate because it was sort of vaguely in the direction of his bat and I thought, no, I can't be blowing a kiss at him. So I thought, I'll leave it. But then the next thing happened because I knew it wasn't finishing there, right? You know when you just know when someone gets on some public transport Uh, with you? Yeah, it's like that sigh of resignation and dread when you've got someone who is probably a murderer and they start acting unpredictably on public yeah, transport you it's just like, fuck it oh, and even God, before I, just, I even before yeah. I spotted anyway I, there was something about his his gait right that I thought yeah so next thing he's pulled out a bottle of fucking Bell's whiskey hasn't he from his fucking oh, overcoat Jesus Christ and I thought of course he fucking has not Everything even a nice whiskey it, you, couldn't, you couldn't make it up I thought to myself of course it's Bell's whiskey of course it's only half full and of course it's not even 8am yet he unscrews it 
a huge grin spreads across his face as if to say to the carriage, that's right, cunts, I'm having a fucking whiskey. Right? Is this, can I just, is this on the tube or is this actually on your train? On the tube, this is on the tube. Oh, so okay. we were on a Hammersmith and City line going to Euston Square. Okay. And, uh, and we were only about mm, halfway there when he got on. So I mm. thought, fucking hell, we could be in for the long haul with this cunt. And I just knew that we'd become involved in it partly because there were a few other people on the train but I sort of we were the older blokes on the train so I thought if he starts misbehaving it will with a heavy heart fall to us to contain this man the elder state you're the elder statesman of the train we were the we were the carriage elders right and I knew it would be our fucking responsibility yeah not that I relished the prospect at all it was early I hadn't had a proper breakfast yet um, and this man had obviously killed before. So he got the whiskey out and I thought, oh, Christ. Mm. So he's swigging from the whiskey and I thought, right, I'm almost counting down in my head. Ten, nine, mm. eight, seven. And then sure enough, he just turns to me and my mate and goes, and it could have gone either way at this point. And he's just gone, right, lads, what we got planned today then? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Where's the three of us off to? Yeah, and I. <laughs> so I immediately, I thought, right, what I'm going to do is be really extra friendly with this cunt, but over the top friendly. Yeah. Like, oi, fucking going to the football, aren't we, mate? Yeah, brilliant, like that. But my mate was a bit cagey with him, which I thought was the wrong approach. And it's always a problem if there's two of you, but you haven't discussed tactics. Yeah. <laughs> so. It sort of turned into a good cop, bad cop. I didn't go full on, oi, oi, so what's the tear all about then? Yeah. Killed someone, have you? Just killed the one, have you, so far? Just killed the one, have you? Tell us about it. What did it feel like? Still haunt your dreams, does it? Or was it just a bit of fun, gone gone, far, gone a bit too far? A bit of banter gone a bit too far, was it? Uh, notice you're drinking whiskey there, pal. Right? That's nice. Is that an addiction or is it just leisure whiskey? <laughs> anyway, it got, it got madder, right? Because I said, oh, we're going to the football, mate. He goes, oh, yeah, that's great. And I said, where are you off to? He goes, I'm going to church, mate. And I just <laughs> laughed. I laughed. He gets funnier than that. He goes, I laughed. And he goes, you're laughing. He goes, I know why you're laughing. Because I'm going to church and I'm sat here on a train. First thing in the morning, drinking whiskey from the bottle. And I went, that's right, that is why I'm laughing. I said, but whatever you need to do, mate, it just seems funny. And he went, it gets even funnier than that, mate. He goes, I'm a priest. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm hell. thinking, well, that's bollocks. And I sort of went, well, where's your priest get up then? And he went, nah, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those priests. I'm a Mormon, aren't I? And I said, oh. Fuck. And I went, oh, is that all right then in Mormons? He goes, no, look. I'll be honest with you, mate. He went, yeah, I'm a Mormon <laughs> priest. I don't even know if Mormons have priests. It was just all fucking made up. He goes, and I'm going to my church. He goes, but I tell you, he goes, I can sit with other people and tell them about their life and what's wrong and what's right and where they're going wrong and what they need to do. He went, but end of the day, mate, he goes, I'm sat here drinking whiskey because beneath it all, I'm just an ordinary wanker like everyone else. And he starts doing the wanker sign, right? Fucking brilliant. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. And I said, well, yeah, he goes, I've just got to do what I've got to do to survive. 
And I thought to myself, well, yeah, that's a narrative that a lot of men tell themselves. I've got to do what I've got to do to survive. That's what I used to tell myself, right? But it's like, but you, that kind of glamorises, that tries to make your tawdry life choices appear somehow heroic, like they to do bit, with survival. It, it kind of returns back to our chat before about Johnny Depp and Keith Richards and all that, doesn't it? It's a bit of that. Yeah, it's like there's nothing Renegade. heroic about it. Yeah. Like you're trying to survive. You're trying to survive what exactly? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And, and also, yeah. fair enough, maybe you do have it tough. But in what way is drinking whiskey in the morning making it, like, is, is a survival technique? That's not a survival technique they teach in the fucking SAS, mate. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised <laughs> if, you didn't. If, in doubt, if you're a bit worried or tired, have some alcohol, right? I'm surprised at some point you didn't say I, I I have a podcast called The Reset. Yeah, oh, do you, you want to come back to in, Would you be interested in I, listening to it or even appearing on it? I could say to him, listen, we could record this now on voice notes, yeah. mate. It's no problem. Um, yeah, I've got to do what I do survive. And I went, well, maybe um, I said, I'm sure God will forgive you. And he went, yeah. And then my mate went, yeah, just get, make sure you get yourself dad's confession as soon as you hit the church, which could have gone either way. But luckily, the, the so-called priest found that hysterical and started pissing himself laughing. Then for the rest of the journey, every time I... You know when you try to wrap it up with a nutter on a train? Yeah. I'll often... My my general policy with nutters on public transport, right? And having grown up in London and been getting the tube to school since I was like 11, I've like had more than my fair share of nutter encounters. And so I've learned a lot about uh, how to deal with it over the years. And my, my attitude now is I go heavily on the front foot. I don't try to avoid them. In fact, sometimes I engage with them before they engage with me because yeah. I've just learned over the years that if they sense the fact that you're trying to avoid them, mm-hmm. that is like a fucking red rag to a bolt. If they sense fear. So, I, yeah, I almost just try to freak them out by being like super friendly and asking them like, I do, I go into Sandalini Britain's Best Journalist mode as well and go, well, tell me it. So I ask them mm. fucking loads of questions about mm. their life and what they're doing, right? And uh, sometimes that works. But the problem I have with that technique, it's not a bad technique, but the problem with it is, is that wrapping the conversation up before the journey's end, sometimes it's impossible. You don't get the choice to do that. You know, with a normal, you know, with like a normal person, they get the cues where you go, right then, anyway, nice talking to you and I'll leave you to it. Or something like that. Yeah, good luck with your dick. Be lucky. All the best. Nice to meet you, mate. All the best. I'll leave you to it now. I've taken up enough of your time. Something like that. Most normal humans think that's a cue. They say, "Right, let's just leave it here. That's mm-hmm. we've done enough." But the but nutters they don't fucking recognise those social codes. So I've done that with him, and he's gone. Yeah, fair enough, lads. Fair enough. You have a good day. So we go. All right. And then we turn back and try to start talking about you know when you just try and talk about anything just to mm-hmm. have a conversation yeah, separate. Yeah. So yeah. we start talking about the football. Like, oh yeah, so who do you think he'll pick today? You know, shit, football. It's like when, That's how desperate we were. We resorted to talking about a, football. Of when a news bulletin ends and the studio goes to dark and the two newscasters pretend to talk to each other about <laughs> exactly. something. It's exactly like that. It's the credits mm. roll. Mutter, yeah. mutter, mutter, yeah. mutter, chit-chat, blah, blah, blah. chit-chat. Yeah. It was like that. And then, But he couldn't help himself. He left us for about two seconds and he starts giving it all this. End of the day, you get one life. So you've got to live it well, haven't you, lads? And you're oh, like, man. oh, my God. You're now speaking in memes. You're He's speaking in self-help memes, you cunt. Yeah. And I've gone, 
You're not right. You're not wrong. And he went, but I've got to get out of this country. I have got to get out of this country. I've had enough. And I go, really? Why is that? What's the problem then? Too much control. They want too much control. Everyone's fucking telling you what to do. And I've had enough of it. At this point, my mate, who, who has been really kind of not engaging with him, not interested, just thinking I can't be arsed with this cunt. He suddenly fucking got animated when he started talking about control. Because yes. he, yeah, exactly. He's gone fucking right. He went, I've been in Tesco's this morning, Tesco Metro, to try and get some cans for the journey. And they've said they won't sell me cans before 10 a.m. <laughs> and I've gone, oh, fucking hell, I've got two of them now. So they started bonding over oh, the restrictions on, on alcohol consumption. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking right, I don't blame you. He's gone, I lived abroad for 25 years. I've come back now. It's a fucking fascist state, mate. You can't, you've got <laughs> a bloke who can't his get his Tesco cans. You've got a bloke who can't get his hands on four Stellas at 8am and another one who's drinking <laughs> bells out of a bottle on the tube. Kindred spirits. <laughs> I know, that's what it was. And he couldn't stop talking. He was going, and I'm telling you this, when we get off at Houston, I'm fucking hoping I've got time. Because they won't be selling booze on the train. I can tell you that. Because, of course, they're scared of football fans drinking alcohol on the train. They won't be sending it on the train. I got three and a half hours up to Liverpool. So they're fucking better be a shop at Euston selling cans. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. They're really getting on well now. And the priest's going, I know what you mean, mate. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I, the country is fucked. I totally agree, mate. I get me bells in the night before when I've got a sermon to do because I know I've got an early start. <laughs> Fucking madness. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Jalapeño. There was a lot of characters. There was a really nice guy I met up at Liverpool who was a 
a friend of a of a cunter um, is, whose name is Bryce. Shout out to Bryce. Your mate John came and uh, uh, I tell you what, Scouse Hospitality didn't even know the bloke. Was speaking to him last week because he wanted to interview me about something he's doing. And uh, I mentioned to him I was going up to Liverpool. He only picked me and my mate up from the city centre and drove us to Goodison. Well, hey! Yeah. Lovely so that was great. Then I met a couple of lovely younger lads stood next to me at the ground. And obviously everyone's going fucking mental, like away day scenes. Oh, here's a mm. funny thing. Everyone got off the train at Lime Street, right? And it's main again. We were el- we were like train elders because on one of those away days now, so many. It was probably the same for Sunderland or any club. You realise so many of the kids in the away sport are like, to our eyes, children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just teenagers, but yeah. they're all in their fucking Stone Island, right? They're all boshing the Stellas, and they're all bang on the gear openly yeah. on the train. And you see families and you feel quite sorry for them, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, you get off the train and there's like a fucking ocean of West Ham fans all singing bubbles, right? And there were scousers and tourists and people filming us and laughing, right? It's quite funny. <laughs> and, it, you know, it was funny. And I hadn't been on that sort of away day in a few years. And I'm sort of laughing, thinking this is all like quite chaotic and fun. But what really took the edge off the sort of hard man Stone Island image of these kids is when we got out the front, and me and my mate are thinking, right, we're going to get a bus, we're going to get a taxi. This was before we knew we were getting picked up. Fucking, these lads who we'd seen on the train, they all shoot past us on those rental scooters you get. Yes! And there's about 30 lads from the East End, right? Sort of young lads, probably teens, 20s. Stone Island, all of yeah. them, right? Off the nut. And they all go, wee! <laughs> I'm fucking out. I tell you what, the ICF have changed since the last time I was doing these games. I mean, I mean, I just said Woo-hoo! yes there. I just said yes there, but those things are fucking lethal. They're lethal, those but things. it's just funny to see all these lads on scooters. Yeah. They're going from Lime Street to Goodison on their little rental scooters. Sure, quite a good idea. But yeah, my niece came off one pissed um, last year or earlier this year. She's a student in Birmingham. She got on one pissed off her nut, came straight off, smashed her face in. Uh, they must be so tempting if you're pissed and you walk past I, one of them. Yeah, and I, I mean? think the it's NHS ridiculous. fucking hate them, mate, because they're yeah. overrun. They were already overrun. Like, the majority yeah. of fucking A&E cases at any hospital in a city anywhere in the yeah. country just, are people, I'd... silly piss cunts and cunts mm. on bikes. And now the authorities have seen fit to go, why don't we put fucking scooters on the streets as well that any cunt mm. can pick up? I'd like to retract anyway. my enthusiasm for that from a minute ago some of these young lads were next to me in the ground and they're chatting 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 because they're all fucking wired on gear hi mate have a good journey up yeah yeah did you get the train yeah it's fucking great wasn't it yeah (laughs) hey mate hey mate you don't mind if uh, we do a toot do ya (laughs) I went no not in the least and he goes to he's like he's alright he's good as gold he don't mind if we do a toot what what, what would happen if you said that yes you objected to them doing a toot yeah I don't I don't (laughs) like to be around drug use so just please rein it in lads (laughs) (laughs) I'm a recovering addict (laughs) yeah no they fucking they're having the time of their life yeah it was good it was good and an away win I mean it's great to see an away win isn't it so a good day out all round Lovely stuff. We had an away win at Gillingham, but I wasn't there. But um, 
good to watch. That's a big old away day for fucking Sun- Sunderland oh, to Kent. That's long. a major away yeah. day. Well, the last one we had was Portsmouth two weeks ago, which fucking is even hell. worse. We lost fucking four yeah. nil. But um, oh my god, yeah. mm. six hours home minimum. Yeah, minimum. Um, we've had some correspondence um, from James. Um, he says, I've never emailed in before, so hope I'm using the correct channels. Yes, yes, you were, James. You were. And he says, I stumbled across this gem of an article in the Evening Chronicle, Newcastle, a newspaper about Kevin Keegan visiting a CBD shop in Birmingham. <laughs> Here it is. And the headline is, Newcastle United legend Kevin Keegan strolls into CBD store uh, and poses for selfie with shocked owner. And that's the story. Have you got it in front of you? I sent it to you earlier on, on the yeah. WhatsApp. Can yeah, you see, it's can you see Kev's face, the selfie? Yeah. He Look looks a bit that. like he's mashed, actually. Like, well, he's on the CBD, isn't he? That's what I mean. He looks he's like he's had a it. fucking smoke or something stronger because his eyes are like piss holes in the snow, mate. Yeah. It's like, here's the story. The football legend walked into Bush Doctor in Perry Bar, Birmingham with his wife, Jean as well. Jean's there too. Heck began Bot, Look away. at this. It's been legalised. <laughs> oh, they're selling drugs, but it's legal. Come on, Jane. Let's give ourselves a bag of drugs. I've waited years <laughs> for this. I've always tried to stay right side to of relax, the law. Jean. You need to relax at our age. <laughs> he says uh, he walked into the shop and began chatting to the store owner. Initially oblivious to Kevin's identity, Lee Park, 60, owner of Bush Doctor, said the former England manager kept his sunglasses on while he chatted. He said, I was standing here as normal and Kevin peeped inside, so I invited him in. Oh, I could oh have come a on, Jake. Let's have a little peep. See what it's all about. He says, it says his wife came as well. Kevin had some coffee and his wife had some CBD tea and cakes. He asked me... He asked me to play Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry. No, no. Yes. yes. Oh, I feel like it's a kite. Excuse me, have you got any Bob Marley? Play that one. What's it called, Gene? No Woman, No Cry. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling a bit high. Let's have some Bob Marley no, on. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm off with the fairies here, Gene. No Woman, No Cry. I remember when they used to say... <laughs> And we just chatted about football and life. Um, Lee, Lee says, I didn't realise it was him, otherwise I would have got into more detail. Um, I used to really like him as a manager and he was a great player. He stands up for people. I don't remember Kevin Keegan never standing up for people, but uh, okay. Um, no, he would. A bit, the, the double case is sort of bloke that if he saw an injustice taking place, he would step in for sure. Yeah, I can't remember he any incidents when he's done that though. Other than... If he was on a train and mm. matey boy got on and started causing a ruckus and intimidating other people, vulnerable people on the train, yeah, double K would fucking step straight in, you wouldn't reckon? he? Would he not just sweet talk him like you did? N- no, he, well, he'd probably try that first, but yeah. he's got the heart of a lion. Because he's a little lad, isn't he? Who sort of, he's the mouse that roared. <laughs> so he is, the electric mouse. <laughs> so The electric the mouse that owner. roared. The shop owner Lee says, I finally asked his name, but he put down his glasses. He was wearing his sunglasses. He put down his glasses and said, Kevin, Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe now maybe now you might recognise me, you dopey cunt. You smoke too much of this stuff. He says, I was shocked and replied, are you really Kevin Keegan? I then asked for a picture and he actually said he would pop back in. No, I can't do a picture now, but I'll come back. <laughs> 
Uh, I've just got to go and get a hairbrush. Yeah, they bought lots of stuff. They bought uh, shilajit tea, mineral salts, and lots of other things. Um, And then the final sentence in this story is fantastic. It just says, It is unknown why Kevin and his wife were in Perry Bar, although Lee suspects they were returning from an event nearby. (laughs) I've got (laughs) that. that Where were they coming back from? I don't know for a fact. Let's just say I've got my suspicions. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Well, they're just suspicions. Um, but I'm a man who has strong instincts, these things, and I suspect they were returning from, let's call it, an event. I'd heard that there were a few events on that day in the locality, <laughs> and I suspect Kevin might have been returning from one of those. Where was so, this, mate? Was this down Perry, in the south, in Hampshire Perry or something? Bar, Perry Bar Where's in Birmingham. That? Birmingham. Oh, OK. God, they get around, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, you, we're not we're not quite ready for our pipe and slippers yet. Me and Gene are still very active. It's just the archetypal living out loud story, isn't it? It's just him yeah, and Gene really is. roaming around. The picture of oh. him and Gene, the, the top picture of him and the owner is quite good, but I've only just scrolled down to him and Gene yeah. and the owner. And yeah. him and Gene, I don't know, my heart sort of swells a bit looking at them because... yeah. They are a lovely couple. They've like it, when you read the book, you realise how much they re- like. They've been together since they were very young, so yeah. all the way through his fame and all of that, they mm. you know, which can't have been it can't be easy a marriage at those times. They've held together. And look, look at their faces. Yeah. First of all, they're yeah. definitely fucking high. I mean, they're off their tits, yeah. and good luck to them for that. <laughs> but they're like so full of happiness, aren't they? They're fucking loving life. Completely. Completely, and they're just roaming around looking for adventures. It's like, oh, a drug shop. Come on, let's, Jane. Let's let's have a peep through the door, Jane. See what it's about. It might be like Mr. Ben's shop. There might be costumes <laughs> we can change into. Oh, it's something called adventure. CBD. We'll give it a go. We'll, me and Jean always say we've always said this, haven't we? We'll try anything once, <laughs> and I mean anything. <laughs> I mean, we had these neighbours in Germany, and oh, some of the things they got us to try. <laughs> let's say, say we tried them once, but never again, yeah, eh, Jean? Never again. But you know, at least we can say we did it. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not just talking bungee jumping either, although we have both done that. <laughs> there were harnesses involved. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't completely dissimilar. <laughs> there was a bungee, but you weren't jumping off it as such. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there we go. I'd, I'd just, I'd love to see uh, a TV series commissioned, the all new adventures of Kevin and Jean. Just quick before we go, mate. Um, yeah. Just caught my eye at the side of this. There's an ad for one of these pizza oven things, right? right? And it just made me think, fucking every cunt's on about pizza ovens these days, right? Right. It's a thing. It's a thing. People have them in there. Yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got a pizza oven installed in the garden. I've got a wood fire mm. oven. And I just want the Dawson take on this. Because to me, the idea that you'd said they're not cheap. The idea that you would spend a lot of money on an oven that is designed just to cook one thing and one thing only. Yeah. Seems peculiar to me. Yeah. How many pizzas do you actually need in a week? How often are you going to Yeah, and it? how much better is the pizza when it's yeah. put, pe- cooked in its own speciality oven as opposed yeah. to just your oven? Uh, it, it also feels to me that the, the possibility of burning it could be a lot higher than if you do it in a conventional oven. Nah, it's, and it, you it's know there'll be me. cunts, and they're exactly the sort of cunts who are like banging to cycling and coffee. Mm-hmm. Who'll then, if if they're listening to this, uh, they'll explain to us in tedious detail about actually why this is the only correct way to cook a pizza. 
Oh my god! Did you hear what they said on Top Flight Time Machine? They said, "Why can't you just cook it in a normal oven?" Don't they know about the heat distribution? I mean, in Naples, they would never dream of doing that. I First suppose, of all, though, how many pizzas do you eat? I don't eat that many. Pizzas are all right, but I'm not like yeah. eating fucking yeah. pizzas like all over the place. Do you know what I mean? I, su- I suppose on that podcast they're referring to shop-bought pizzas that are prepared fresh in the supermarket or maybe uh, the Pizza <laughs> Express brand. I'm talking about ones created from scratch with my own ingredients. Yeah. Roll my own dough, put my own tomato sauce on, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the idea that I would go to that trouble and then just put it inside my normal oven. I no, mean, it would be disgusting. Laughable. It would be like spitting on the pizza. Mm. It would be like poison. I mean, you know, if you gave that to an Italian, he would probably kill himself and you. <laughs> it's like, so, mate, an no. oven just for a pizza. What You know what, they're going to go, buy our cake oven. I'm getting a... By the end of... Before you know it, you'll have <sighs> fucking 20 different ovens installed in your oh, garden. One for each different type of fucking food, <laughs> right? And Hang it on. fucking pisses it down in this country about, like, 75% of the year anyway. And it's I, like, what? Yeah. Oh, mum, can I have chips? No, we can't because it's raining outside and that's where the chip oven is. Well, can't you just put the chips in the inside oven? Fuck no. off, you heathen. You fucking I, little pagan. As if I'm going to cook the chips in the indoor oven. You've just proposed outdoor cake, bacon. I yeah. might be into that. I might be into that. No, because it'll get all damp and you'll be freezing your bollocks off when you go out to check it, won't you? Yeah, just fucking buy a cake and There's eat it. There's a lot of people in this country who are like building homes and lifestyles that are designed for countries in the south of Europe. Yeah. And are only effective in this country for like two days a year. I just think everyone is dictated to or, or guided by formal fear of missing out. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, kind of just, I'm afraid of missing out on fresh baked wood fired pizza. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone's bringing these. Everyone's so fucking spoilt and cosseted that yeah. they're just bringing all these different things into their life that they don't fucking need to spend money and on. Will hardly use. Yeah, yeah. Just because they, they think they're missing out on something, you fucking. Not. It's because their mates got one as well. Yeah. Going, you know they've got a pizza and yeah, fucking. Oh, I should get one of them. Um, I actually, and then it, it suddenly oh, like, you go, fuck it, I really like pizza. Let me tell you something now. And I'm fucking, this is a hill I will die on, right? Oh, good. No cunt really likes pizza that much. It's not mm. a food stuff that you can be passionate about. You know? Yeah. It, it, pizzas are great. I don't know anyone who dislikes pizza, although actually my daughter's not that mad on it, right? But... And and also, I'm not being an inverted stop. I understand that some pizzas are nicer than others, right? Mm. Y- yes, if you're in fucking Naples, I'm sure the pizza you can buy some cunt in the street is going to be nicer than a, what do they call it? Um, wise Guys frozen pizza from Iceland, right? Yeah. I'm not saying there's no difference, but I'm saying even the best pizza in the world, they're, they're fine. You're not like, wow, pizza. Amazing. I fucking live for pizza. Mm. So I'm putting that out there, right? Pizzas are average food, and I might yeah. even get a fucking T-shirt with pizzas are average on it. I mean, there's so many different foods to choose from. If you're going to have a pizza more than once a week, then you're not exploring all the, the culinary possibilities enough. I tell you what, what you need to know about how sort of meh pizzas are is the fact that Domino's and Pizza Hut, they're the country who sell them, and they know how meh they are, and that is why they started experimenting with putting cheese in the crust, right? Mm. And 
things that you can dip the crust into because they're mm. like let's be honest lads once you've eaten the middle bit with the toppings on the crust is just really dry bread that's a fucking hassle to eat so we're gonna have to start pouring cheese and shit all over it or no cunt's gonna want to eat it and it's a waste yeah so that yeah. by that's almost an admission we know that pizzas are quite boring so we're gonna pour cheese all over them yeah okay all right is that, is that it that's it Okay, just an update on the uh, prediction over the weekend. You got six points. You uh, correctly predicted Millwall nil Luton two, as well as Whoa. a few others. Um, I got three results, but I got zero. So you're now four. Hang points on, I clear. should have got a point for West Ham Everton as well for ke- yeah, you getting did. the right outcome. You did. You got yeah. You did. Okay. Don't worry. You got three for the Millwall game. You got Sunderland yeah. away, West Ham away, and Liverpool away. Love it. So um, you're on 45, I'm on 41. Results spots on 22. <laughs> what a can. That's it from this episode. We'll be back throughout the week with all the other stuff that we do. Don't forget to buy those tickets for the live shows because once it's happened and everyone's on the social media talking about how fucking great it was, then you'll have the fucking four more, you cunt. Goodbye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.